G'day everyone, welcome to the Tasmanian Youth Leaders Training Podcast, designed to help and equip youth leaders. My name's Marty, I'm a pastor of a church in Hobart, and I'm joined every week by Mike. Mike, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me, mate. Great to be here. Together, we just want to equip, encourage, and nurture youth leaders across the state. G'day everyone, welcome to the very first Tilt Podcast. My name's Marty Hughes, and I'm a pastor in Hobart. I'm joined by Mike. Mike, our first question is why have a youth ministry? And I want to get the ball rolling. Um, I want to ask you, in a nutshell, can you tell us why should we have a youth ministry at our church? Uh, my, my one sentence for youth ministry is uh, four out of five Christians become Christians before they're 20. So if you don't have a youth ministry, then I think you're missing that, op- that, that mission opportunity. All right, so just clarifying, four out of five, 40 out of 50, 80 out of 100 Christians become Christian before they're 19. Yeah, well, I think we see there's um, across, particularly in, in mainline Protestant denominations, uh, that um, age between sort of early um, teens and late teens um, is, a, is a massive time for people becoming Christians. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's a time where we're figuring out in our lives um, who we are, uh, what we believe about a whole bunch of different stuff and um, it it means that that youth ministry is engaging with people who are asking those questions um, we I think we we do young people a disservice thinking they can't think about big things like right. is there a God and if there is a God how might we know him and that sort of stuff and so to not not engage in that that time and that space with young people, I think, is to do them a great disservice. Um, I've heard it said that uh, get the kids, you get the adults. Um, what would you want to say to a statement like that? Yeah, well, I mean, I certainly think there's there's a there's there's a truth to that. Like, it's great to be able to engage with families, um, but also the young people uh, they are the church of today. Right. The Christians in our churches now, and the the, the young people in our churches now, they are part of the church now they're not waiting to, to graduate to become actual part of the church right. but they are also the leaders of tomorrow yes they're the next group of leaders who are coming through they're the people who are going to be running youth ministries down the road they're the people who are going to be uh, involved in, in leading um, small groups or, or planting churches or um, involved in all sorts of different ministries yeah and so whilst they're not that now they are they are going to be that but they are certainly the church of today so we need to we need to minister to them where they're at, but it also makes sense for us to be raising up the next generation, handing it on. Yeah. I mean, to me anyway, I just think it's outrageous to think that we we wouldn't value youth as Christians in and of themselves, whether or not we reach their parents or not. Mm. Um, Jesus, let the little children come to me. It didn't have a qualifier and bring their parents because their parents are good at tithing, right? <laughs> no, it's let the little children come to me. I assume that would include uh, teenagers as well. So... Yeah, I, I really want to push against that idea that a youth ministry is simply for the purpose of reaching their parents. I think that's something we can push against a bit. Now, Mike, let's imagine you're a <clears throat> church of one pastor. Mm. He's leading the church. Uh, you don't have a dedicated youth minister. Um, would you say you shouldn't run a youth ministry until you have a youth pastor? What, what's your thoughts on that? No, I think there's. I, I think it's important to to separate out um, the sort of the methods from uh, sort of the, the core principle. So if someone starts to think, oh, to, to, to do a youth ministry, I need to have some sort of 
Friday night gathering where uh, we've got to have a time where we're all in together and we read the Bible and there's a sermon given and then we're doing small discussion groups and we might be doing an activity and there's food. and Like if, if someone's conception of that's what youth ministry is mm. and has to be, then yeah, if you're one person, if you're leading a church and you're one person, you think there's no way I can do that. So I think we actually have to go, no, that's, that's actually, that's a strategy. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what's the, what are we trying to do? Uh, we're trying to see young people move from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the sun. Uh, we're trying to see young people become followers of Jesus, disciples mm. of Jesus, yeah. and grow up in him. And so you might be the the lone pastor in a church and who goes, I've got one, I've got one 14-year-old there. And so that might be conversation with mum and dad. Hey, how about um, you know maybe little little Johnny would be up for for reading the the Bible with me, and we'll, get, we'll you know can I come around and you guys are going to be there, making sure we're we're thinking through all the child safe stuff, doing it appropriately. Um, but that might be how that might be how it starts. Yeah, right. you know, we might have a handful, you know, or you might have. Um, yeah, you know, I hear uh, from a bunch of uh, pastors and have heard, you know, we don't have any youth. Mm. We don't have any youth, so I don't need a youth ministry. Mm. Um, we've got uh, a bunch of kids, though, and we've got a kids ministry. Um, and so for them, I think they want to start thinking, well, how how do we get something going that these yeah. kids are going to be able to transition into? Yes. Because you'll wait until they're youth. It's and too late. you're trying to do it, uh, it can be particularly if you're in a, in a, in a smaller church where mm. you can't just sort of, it's harder to, to find people who you can free up to come and do uh, work, you know, in discipling young people. Yeah, that's a really good point. That transition between children and into youth, um, if we haven't as a church thought about it, hmm. well, the, the teenagers will find somewhere to express what they're feeling, express what they're thinking. And if it's not something we've put on, it'll be somewhere else. Hmm. And uh, and we can't pretend to think that teenagers will just fit right into our children's ministry. It's just simply worlds apart sometimes. Um yeah, so I like the idea. People would be unhappy if um, if their schools took that approach. Yes. Like if their high school said, "We're just going to put we, we, we've we've changed our plan." Yeah. High schoolers, you're just going to go. They're just going to go back down to the primary school. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we do that? Why would we? Why would we uh, assume that we you just go well up until they're eighteen, you just do everything the same? Yeah. Like yeah. You know, sometimes you've got to have a whole wide range because that's the resources that you have. But I don't think anybody's saying, well, that's the, this is the perfect way for us to do yeah, it. You know? Yeah, good one. Um, okay, I'll have another question. Um, and that is, uh, um, some people will say that teenagers uh, can't concentrate for long periods of time. Mm. Um, so therefore, talks about Jesus are, um, uh, you've got to go light there. You've got to mm. go light with talks about Jesus. Um, how do we push into that? That idea. Mm. Can teenagers concentrate? Um, should we expect that they should just have games at a youth group? Mm. Or yeah, what, what do you think yeah. about that? Oh, I think we want to again. It's we want to give young people credit. Like to say young people can't concentrate. It's not true. If you've ever seen them, if you've ever seen them concentrate on something for a long time, whether it be <laughs> a, a movie or whatever, they can do it. Um, the youth talks are difficult to give. Mm. You know, mm. youth talks are difficult to give. Um, partly often because, you know, say if you are doing like a Friday night or a midweek group where you have a talk, um, you're getting kids at the end of the day. They're sometimes on a Friday, so youth ministry I'm involved in, it's Friday night. You've got kids at the end of the week. Yes. At night. Yes. <laughs> uh, so they're, so actually 
I'm helping them to be able to engage with the word can be, um, you know, it, it can be tricky, but they can do it. Yeah, they can yeah. definitely do it. Um, and I think it, it, it's, you know, you can't, whipping together a youth talk is not the best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to think hard about how am I going to, how am I going to engage them and how, and for us as people who are given talks in a, in a, in a youth ministry context, yeah, working hard to, to walk a mile in their shoes to yes. think about, well, what's going on here? Uh, how does how does the word uh, interact with their life, uh, their culture? What's going on? What is how does it speak into it? Yes, um, that stuff is interesting yeah. for them and and help and and I found, not about you, but I found kids do find it interesting when they, when they go, I'm I'm actually starting to learn about the Bible. I'm yeah. starting to learn about just see how it fits together, see what's going on here, um, and that's that is interesting for them. Mm. I think. Um, yeah, we, we as people involved in youth ministry, we should work hard to, yeah. to think about that. And whether that's in one-on-one reading the Bible, or giving talks, or or leading discussion groups, and they can do it. Yes. I think we do them a disservice to say they can't. Yeah, I think um, as we think about the the things that we want to consider when we're starting a youth ministry, or maybe we've got our youth ministry up and running, and we're just wondering, are we on track? Um, I think we've come up with five key areas we'd want to be thinking about in their youth ministry. Now, I just want to preface this by saying that sometimes you're not a full-time pastor. So you can't maybe be thinking about these five things all the time, but they're things that we think are important for youth ministry. Um, And some of these are focused on a lot in youth ministries and some of them get left behind. But here's five things that we think a youth ministry should be thinking about. Here's number one. We think our teens should be evangelizing to their friends or reaching out to their friends. Um, That's the first thing, that youth themselves can reach the lost, Um, their friends at school who don't know Jesus. Um, Whether we're um, providing evangelistic courses at youth group or we're encouraging our kids to talk about Jesus with their friends, that's a really important thing. Um, Second one is creating community or membership. Mike, do you want to speak into that one? Um, a youth ministry that creates membership and belonging. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, well, it's a big um, need that and, and desire of young people um, is to belong. Uh, we have um, a message in the gospel that you know Paul saying Ephesian, you know, breaks down the dividing wall of hostility. hostility. Yeah, yeah. That it, it should make sense that our um, our youth ministries are a place where people can come. And can belong and can be loved, um, whoever they are, mm. whatever they're like, whatever they're into, mm. uh, however they look, however they they, they dress, whatever it is, um, that should be a mark of our, our youth ministry that we work hard to cultivate. Um, I've had uh, various different groups, and some groups will be um, not um, not loving or you know it's not as as black and white as that you know loving or not loving, mm-hmm. but some groups. You go, oh, we could if we left these kids here <laughs> by themselves, which we wouldn't. That would be, that would be safe. Um, if we left these kids here, they would look after each other. They would find some activity to do together. They'd hang out together. Mm. Um, I've had other groups that you'd be a bit more hesitant about doing that because they might not. And so, one of the things that I think we need to do is people leading um, youth ministries, and whether again. Like, don't just think Friday night or midweek or whatever, whether that might be a, a, a youth bowl study that happens during church or whatever it is, is it's, it's thinking hard about cultivating that culture and not just saying, 
not that I get the same thing about you know anti-bullying or something they get at school, which is good, but actually we have a deeper, better reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the holding out that truth from the gospel that the unity that that can bring both within believers and also with an eye to the outsider and wanting to love and care for them the same way that God has loved us and sacrificed himself for us, we we should be cultivating that within yeah, our great. groups. Uh, the third one we wanted to talk about is ministry, that we want our kids to be finding places to serve. Um, we don't wait for adults to serve. Kids, teenagers can serve. So finding opportunities for them to serve is a very exciting thing. Um, uh, you know, I believe that a youth pastor should be training himself or herself out of a job. And by doing that, by offering opportunities for people to serve, I mean, we grow as we serve. Um, there's a saying that the mature serve, but I think the opposite is also true, that serving matures. Mm. So um, that's the third one we want people serving. Um, here's a tricky one, Mike, the fourth one, worshipping God. How do, how do you feel about that? We want to encourage our teens not just to play games, but to worship God. What, yeah. what do you think about that one? Yeah, well, I think, um, so we, you know, we're, we're more college people, right? All of life is worship. <laughs> Correct. Um, but, the, um, but we see that played out, right, in, in a number of different ways. So um, it is. Uh, an act of worship. So one of the things, so let me speak to games and then work my way backwards. So if you're playing games or you're doing activities or whatever, if if all we're thinking about is this is just a game because we should do it. Right. It's fun. Like right. that, I think we, we miss something. And I don't think going down that road of people go, well, any game you play, Marty, needs to be somehow directly linked to your sermon. Gotcha. You know, with fairly lame games, I found. Right. Um, but actually to go, no, w- w- what is it? Kids playing games together and hanging out together and doing that, that is, that's fellowship. That's, in, that's encouraging. That's where relationships are built and fostered and those sort of things. Same way that, you know, me and you might not go and say, okay, well, we're going to go and play a game together, money, but we'll go and have a coffee, right? Yeah. Um, we're building fellowship. One of the dangers in youth ministry is youth ministry is often, not always, uh, often um, youth leaders are somewhere in that sort of 18 to 30 age bracket. Yes. They can impose their idea of, of fellowship onto young people. So all of a sudden a youth ministry comes, we're just going to have a talk and we want to sit around and chat with each other. The year seven boys are ripping the curtains off and mm. smashing lights because they're mm. bored mm. and they don't know, they can't, you can't get a bunch of year sevens just to sit around and go, they're going to build their relationship just by talking to one another. Right. But you give them a ball, they go, they hang out, they, they muck around and that's part of building relationships. So, so our, building relationships is part of worship. Is part of worship. Yep. Yep. But also, um, we, you know, having youth ministries that um, sing together. Right. I think that, that's a wonderful thing that I've seen. I've been in youth ministries that have, that, that have and that haven't. And that's usually been um, around ability. Like, right. you know, do you have, not saying you've got to have, like, the only way you could do it, and you could speak to this, much more music uh, literate than I am, but not saying you've got to have an awesome sounding youth member. Sometimes you're like, we don't actually have anybody who plays any instruments. Mm. Um, uh, and so thinking about that, thinking about how can we, you know, how can we develop that? Mm. But then obviously um, prayer, mm. um, reading the word together, yes. preaching, that's, yeah. that's all, all, all yeah. part of it. So... I don't know if that's where you were heading with this, but... Well, just um, yeah, exactly all of those things. Yeah. Um, worship is every day of life. And also um, fostering a culture of giving young people the words 
to say to God of love and adoration and worship. Mm. Um, you don't have to be an adult to say, God, you are my God and I love you. Um, That's where Psalms in youth ministry can right. be really good. Yes. Helping that, I love that that idea, you know, God's words given to us to say back to him. Yes. Um, that can be a helpful way of, of digging into some of that. So yes. someone's thinking, how might I cultivate that in my youth ministry? Mm. What about a little short series on the Psalms where you yeah. go, hey, Hey, yeah. look at the look at the different ways the psalmist speaks to God. Says yeah. stuff that you go, can you say that to God? Yeah. Can you say that to him? Um, Given that David the psalmist was not a particularly old person himself when he was yeah. writing the psalms, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you look at Mary's prayer when she um, uh, realizes that she's been given this role of bringing up the Son of God. Her prayer, um, and she's a very young woman at that time. It's just mm. a, an incredible um, adoration of God, and yeah, mm. yeah. Um, okay, the last thing we want to speak into things that we think are important in youth ministry is, of course, maturing in the Word and growing in the knowledge of God. We've talked a bit about that. Um, Bible studies, sermons, what do you think? Should it be a sermon? Should you give a sermon? Should you give a Bible study? Um, should you maybe not mention the Word of God? I mean, after all, that might put off some people. You know, what, what, what's your thinking on that? Well, I think it goes back to the principles, right? What's the? What are we trying to do? If I summarised youth ministry as something about um, seeing young people become and grow as disciples of Jesus, I think that's the uh, whichever way we slice and dice it. I think um, and 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 talk about it. What God's it's, it's kind of the beauty of mission statements in church, right? Jesus has given us one: mm. go and make disciples. Yeah. Right. So we see people become Christians and grow as Christians, and that's what we want. So if that's what we're trying to do in youth ministry. So go, how does that happen? How are people saved? Well, they hear the gospel. Um, how do people grow in maturity? Well, it's through, through the work of the Spirit that hearing the word, right? Mm. Um, and, and living it out. Because that's Christian maturity. Mm. This is a big thing, I reckon, for, for Christian, particularly um, those middle high school year Christian boys and, and upper Christian boys often. Uh, they go, what's maturity? Oh, I've, I've just discovered, you know, uh, you know Calvin and Arminius. Now I can now now, now I'm really mature because I've, I've, I've I can you know I've read about this doctrine, um, but actually helping them to see well what's maturity in the Bible? Maturity is um, not just hearing the word but doing it. Mm. Maturity is taking what you know and doing it. Mm. If you know this but live out that, mm. you're not as mature as the person who knows this and lives it all out. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. And so we want to have a, a a youth ministry culture that is about um, digging into God's word, understanding it, and living it out. And living it out. And so maturity is not simply knowledge, but it's not less than knowledge. It's good to know and understand more about God, mm. uh, and then we want to live that out. So so you've got that principle, make disciples and see them grow. Um, you know. So then how do you do that? Well, there's lots of different ways. You might, you know, you might not as a, if you're, a pastor, and you go, well, I've got, I can start a youth ministry with this one person who's willing to help me do it, and that person saying, I never, I thought of giving a Bible talk to a bunch of youth kids at this point, no way. Mm. And you're thinking, well, I can't write another talk as well as my talk for Sunday. Mm. You don't have to give a sermon. Mm. Um, it might be, you know, you can do it just through Bible studies. Mm. That's fine. You can do it, um, you know, or you might, you know, all sermons is good as well. You know, there's lots of different ways to do it. Um, but I think... We want to keep remembering how is it that people are saved? How is it people mm, grow? Mm. Otherwise, I think, well, yeah, no, it might, someone might come, 
and if we preach a, a sermon or we have a Bible study, they might be a bit put off. So let's not do mm, it. Mm. Um, and that, if that's all you do, like we went, my my youth we weren't ice skating last Friday. Not a not a Bible page was was was, <laughs> was rattled, right? Um, that's we haven't. We have an outnight once a once a term, and I have no qualms about doing that. We open the Bible every other week. We have discussion groups, and it's not like, uh, and we talk about this with the kids. It's not like ice skating is. And this goes back to our worship conversation, right? It's not like ice skating is separate to what we do. Ice skating is an opportunity for us to hang out together, enjoy one another's company, build one another up, encourage mm. one another. Mm. Uh, we do all that, so I think we want to have a a wide view but then also not go, oh, that we'd actually be helping the process of seeing people saved and grow by leaving the Bible to the side because it might Gotcha, gotcha. What do you reckon? I'm all all for it. I I agree with everything that's been said. I I think that um, that, um, two things, two mistakes I've made as a a youth leader is that... That's a good idea for a podcast one time. Mistakes we've made. Oh, that'd, that'd, that'd be, be a very big series. That we'll would do be a separate podcast. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that's next week's topic: the mistakes we've made. But two, two that I've made related to each other is one: I've um, expected too much from my youth on reading the Bible. For example, I get really discouraged when I find they're not reading their Bible, and I get very discouraged. And I'm like, um, you know, you should be reading every day. Like the, the word is you know, to, to enrich us and we'll grow through the word and you're not reading every day. And there's <clears throat> a lot of pressure. I mean, we're all growing in our faith and to expect perfection straight away um, is, is expecting too much. But the other thing I've done is expected too little as well and just assume that, well, they're young and young people make mistakes and um, I've lowered the bar of what Christ expects for a young person in his word and mm. his maturity. So I feel like for a youth minister, there's a wrestle between um, not setting the bar too low and having no expectations for maturity at the same time, um, not uh, putting so much pressure on my youth and mm. the youth um, that is, is, I mean, it's not the gracious gospel that mm. was presented to me. So yeah, I think it's kind of a, a wrestle in between there. Um, there's a naughty word we use called balance, and um, it's about f- finding that kind of point. Yeah. So anyway, look, I reckon we finish it there. Thank you for joining us. Next week we'll be back with another episode.